Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Prep Life Podcast. This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Anger. And today I have the special pleasure of interviewing Kitty. And um, Kitty, I, I want you to pronounce your last name if you would for me. Hi, Amy. So thank you for having me. My name is Kitty Horvath. I love it. It's really d- difficult to pronounce because it's a Hungarian name. Well, you know, it's funny because there's a, a girl that I competed against, and she's Hungarian. Um, really? It's in San Marino, and she has the same last name as you. Her name's Savannah, I oh, think. Oh, yeah. Sabina, yes, I know, I know her. Yeah, you know she's her? beautiful. Yes, she is. Yes. yes. Well, through social media, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so um, for those of you that don't know, Kitty just recently earned pro status at the Olympia Amateur and um, she won the entire show. So previously on the Prep Life podcast, we have had the second runner-up, and we've had the runner-up, but now we have the overall winner, uh, first place of the Olympia Amateur. So I would like for you, Kitty, if you can, just start by telling us a little bit of your background, where you're originally from, um, and basically kind of what brought you to the U.S., Okay, so when you were announcing me, I still had goosebumps when you said that I was the overall winner. So I'm still waking up from the dream. Thank you so much. So yeah, I'm from Hungary. I moved here to US uh, four or five years ago. Um, I live in Miami. I live in Miami and I started my journey, my fitness journey here. I never did like any gym or fitness back in my country. After coming here, uh, it was actually a time when Instagram started being a thing. And I saw a girl, uh, Anita Herbert, that she looks so pretty yeah you know her i think everybody knows her yes (laughs) insta famous yes yeah and i saw her on instagram i was like oh my god she's also hungarian and living in miami she's so beautiful i just want to be like her so that's how i started my my fitness career like because of seeing her on instagram so did you move here with your family or um you know, kind of what do you do for a living or what's your educational background? Mm-hmm. I moved here with my husband. Okay. We moved here together. And my educational background is um, I did my university uh, back in Hungary. Uh, I did sports and recreation. Um, I always been interested to study something which is related to sports or healthy lifestyle. So I had that education and then later I moved to Scotland. I did my PT school over there. And of course I did uh, one here also in the United States because, you know, to be able to work, like, you know, the, you need the certification, American certification. So I'm currently uh, working as personal trainer. And um, also I have a part-time job. Um, I'm quite busy. <laughs> what is your part-time so, job, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, my, in my part-time job, I'm a supervisor in um, in one uh, beauty called Mash. 
it's a very beautiful uh, boutique. Uh, we sell uh, clothes, high-end, high-end clothes. So I work as a part-time supervisor. Wow, you are busy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I am. <laughs> How long have you and yes. your husband been married? Uh, we got married three years ago. Okay. Did you meet him in the U.S. then, or no? No, we came here together. Okay. I'm, I met him in Spain. I was living in Spain before, so. Oh wow. We met there. Decided to come here, and we got married here. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, you've been all mm-hmm. over the place. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I love traveling. Since I was eighteen, uh, I was traveling, and I lived in many other countries. My first one actually was in Australia. So when I moved oh. there, you know, twenty hours from my mom when I was eighteen, it wasn't easy. I loved it. I like trying new places, new culture, meeting people. It's just something I really enjoy. So were you a personal trainer in Spain and in Australia? No, in in Spain, yes, I already did some personal training. Uh, in Australia, no, I was very young. I just went to study English there. Okay. So I lived there only one year and a half, not too long. Okay. So as far as your, um, so do you, when did you, start to get involved in um, bikini training? What year was that? In bikini training, um, it was around June of 2017. Then I decided to contact Anita Herbert's trainer. So I went to see him. I went to see him at the Miami Muscle Beach Pro and Amateur Show. And I really wanted to just him to train me. I wasn't thinking like doing show. I just really wanted to be in a nice shape. And then he told me, well, you could compete, but with those legs, maybe not in bikini. I had very, very, very strong legs. And I said, well, uh, I really like only the bikini division. I don't want to build more. And I don't think I'm able to build more. And then he just, you know, looked and rolled his eyes. and was like, okay, let's see how I can shrink my legs down. And this is how we started training together. And then we picked the show for 2017 in November. And that was my first show. I did a prep in six weeks. That was oh wow. a quick, <laughs> yeah. You must have been in pretty Very good shape. Fast. So, yes. So you you have been training with him ever since 2017. Is that exactly. what you're saying? Exactly. And what is yes, his name? Yeah, since 2017. His name is Istvan. He's also from Hungary actually. Oh, that makes it nice to communicate. Um, you yes. feel more at home that way. That's awesome. Okay, so tell us about your your professional background before you became a bikini pro. I want to rewind a little bit. You had said that you're a professional. I, I couldn't quite understand. You, jump yes. roper? Is that? Uh, yeah, we can call it jump roper. Uh, <laughs> professionally, they say rope skipper. So I rope did. Rope skipper. Okay. Uh, yes, rope skipper. 
Uh, I did rockkeeping for about 10, 11 years before in a professional level. I know for some people it's like funny to imagine how it can be professional, but let me tell you, it's very tough and so hard work. Yes. So I did that. I was very competitive always in my life since I was a little kid before rockkeeping. I I competed in so many different sports, seriously, swimming, skiing, uh, running track, gymnastics, everything. I was a little sporty, active girl, so my mom just had to send me for all the sport competitions. <laughs> so let me ask you, you had talked about your legs and needing to shave them down. Do you think that being a professional rope skipper really builds your legs up? I'm interested as to, or maybe mm-hmm. it's just your athletic background in general, but what do you think? Because listeners, I don't know. You'll have to look her up on Instagram. You'll have to check out her glutes um, and see the pictures. But you have incredible glutes. Your their your glute ham tie-in is awesome. So how? Sorry, thank you for that. I mean, have you always had that um, genetically? What part of no. your legs specifically did you have to shave down? is what I'm interested in. I know that was a lot of questions in one. (laughs) No, 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 absolutely. It's a a very, very good question. And thank you so much because this is what I mostly, I'm mostly asked. So my legs, definitely um, my strong legs coming from rock skipping. We had like two hours training every day, uh, sometimes twice, two hours. So definitely from rope skipping, I had the base. Okay. But not from the backside. I was absolutely flat. I had no hamstrings. I had no uh, glutes at all. So that we all built with my coach, with my trainer uh, specifically. And I'm quite lucky because I can see that it grows super fast. And I was able to build like a nice bikini glute. But no, I never had before. Absolutely not. I had big quads, huge quads. Mm, Even I think it's coming from genetics because my mom is also um, quite strong. Mm -hmm. Uh, But no, glutes I never had. (laughs) (laughs) So it's all built, built by hard work. Absolutely. So did you have to change your nutrition quite a bit? I mean, a six-week prep isn't very long. So um, how did you build your glutes and... How did you fuel your muscles to be able to do that? So I know that you, you've had, you know, since 2017. So what was the progression to get to where you are now with your glutes? Okay, so I train glutes very specifically. I cannot do squats. I cannot do leg presses or walking lunges. They are all affecting my legs and I feel them in my quads. Mm-hmm. Also, so I try to avoid all the movements, all the exercise which is involving my quads. Which normally they say it's quite good for building but but for me it's not working. I did lots, lots of hip thrust. That's my favorite actually. Yeah. Heavy, very heavy hip thrust. And Mind muscle connection, that's my secret, seriously. You don't even have to like kill yourself with the weight. I know I do, but only with hip thrust. The rest is just focusing so much on the muscle you're working at. Like your mind is absolutely in your muscle. Mm-hmm. 
and um, till failure. I do actually never count. When I do my my reps, I don't count. I do until I can. Okay, so you go to failure. So maybe, yeah, to failure, yes. Okay, and you train with your your coach once a week with glutes. So I bet that helps exactly. a lot so he can check your form and really push you. Yes, and can help with the hip thrust, you know, at least the last the last reps, which I think they really count, the last ones. And I also do um, other type of glute training alone. So I have always two sessions, one with him, which is the heavier, and one by myself, which is more about higher repetitions and lighter weight. Okay. So how often do you train your upper body then? Upper body, um, I have shoulder days, two of them. Also, I do one very heavy. I need to build my shoulders, actually. That was my last feedback. Okay. Um, and I do a lighter weight, <clears throat> high reps, actually without stopping, without resting too much. I have my back days, and yeah, that's it, three upper body training okay so how did your how do you do your, how does your coach manage your nutrition do you do macros do you do meal plan um how does that look throughout the year um when you're trying to build your glutes versus when you're leaning out for a show mm, okay so i i was sent meal plan but let me let me tell you, I don't always actually stick to those foods. I like switching up. I like being creative with the food. So I just try to follow the macros I'm sent. But sometimes, you know, I change my tilapia to egg whites or my tilapia to chicken breast or turkey uh, I really like to count my macros, actually. Okay. And that's my goal to to keep continuing, like, flexible dieting. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not so much about meal plan. I can be really bored. And I'm such a foodie person. I love eating. I love the taste. I seasoning different things. And for me, just, you know, some people say meal plan is easier because with prep brain, you cannot think that what am I going to cook? What am I going to prepare? But actually, that makes me excited. <laughs> like thinking, okay, mm, now I feel like sweet. Now I feel like chicken. Now I feel like tuna. I like that. I like flexible, being flexible. Okay. So since 2017, have you been following a meal plan, but then just kind of making some exchanges on your own? since you first started um, or has it changed throughout okay so my first two shows in 2017 and also the five shows i did in 2018 i was following the meal plan to the point okay like if it was five asparagus and i didn't eat just four or six okay, okay. i was so so exactly following everything uh, my last prep now for Olympia Amateur, I decided to change because I think it's better for the mental health also. 
mentally yeah. it's so much easier so so much easier I think it's also yeah. important to have a variety in your foods um I really try to encourage Absolutely. that variety even if I have a competitor that is on a meal plan for their gut health um the you know the the health of their gut you really need that variety because you can build up a, yes, a sensitivity I agree. to foods mm-hmm. if you overdo it um and then that can lead to some bloating and digestive problems so oh my god yes I absolutely agree with you like I had so many bloating problems before and now that I had more variety in my food and my diet I had no problem at all yeah like I never blow I never bloated I I don't know it was just it seems so easy my prep and this to be able to switch food I was just feeling amazing like it's you cannot even compare to yeah. my plans, to be honest. That's good. Yeah. So as far as, so you said that you did five shows in 2018. Um, yeah. Did you ever, were they, how far apart were they? Um, were they close together? Or were you basically like prepping all year? How, what was your timeline like when you did the five shows? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... I had a break at the beginning of the um, of the year 2018 because I just had the surgery. But when I was feeling better, I started prepping and I saw that Miami Muscle Beach amateur competition is coming up, and it was a quite it's a quite good competition. I really loved it. It's uh, beginning of June, so I decided to do that. I did there one in June, two in July, and then August. And then the Olympia. So they were quite close to each. I think the longest longest break was four weeks in between. So out of the one show in 2017 and the five in 2018, what were your placements? Um, did they get better? Did they kind of stay the same? Because you, you didn't have like a ton of time to like tweak and everything. So how did you do in those shows? Um, I can say I did quite well. <laughs> I won of the five in 2018. I won three overall wow. uh, titles. And um, once I placed first in my class, but I was battling with another girl for the overall, and she won it. She became pro uh, just a few weeks after. And also wow. in 2018, I did Olympia Amateur last year, and I finished second place. So that's also a very amazing placing. Um, and my first two shows, <laughs> I kind of don't even count because I didn't have much idea how the shows were running, what they're looking for, or anything. But yeah, actually, my first competition, I won overall also. Oh, wow. Uh, that's pretty good for not knowing anything <laughs> I didn't really understand how it was going and I clearly remember when they put the music on for the post down and I had my eyes widely open like what's happening what do I need to do so I was just checking the other girl I'm like okay I'm just going to copy it seems like I have to do my routine here and I won the show so wow. <laughs> it's very funny was your coach there with you yeah he was there he was there uh 
fever like five or six girls of him and we were all helping each other out but i never watched this show before in live or search on internet on youtube like you know how it's exactly going and he was telling us obviously but i just had no idea yeah so i just ran did my posing my posing you know i practiced i know what to do but I didn't know exactly how they compare or when they call you out for the first call out, what, what's the next step or what, sure, sure. what's happening. Yeah. So would your advice be to maybe somebody that's first starting out to watch a show first? Like, do you think that uh, that would be absolutely. helpful? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I think absolutely. If you want to compete first, just make sure you watch a YouTube video or I really suggest to go and attend the show and see how it's going, how the girls line up, what means first, second, third call out, or comparison, uh, what to do if they tell you to do post down. Yeah. Absolutely. Please well, go. You did, you did pretty well regardless of the outcome. So it goes <laughs> yeah, to show that at the, at the end of the day, it's really just about your physique for the most part. Um, yeah, and those extra fine details. Like as long as you have your posing and you you have a an idea about that, you'll you'll make it. Um, can yeah. you tell us about um, this year? So in two thousand nineteen, did was the only show that you did was the Olympia Amateur, or did you do any other shows? Did you take that full year in between mm-hmm. the the two thousand eighteen Olympia Amateur until this year? Uh, so yes, that was Olympia Amateur was the only show I did in 2019. Uh, mm-hmm. Since I finished second in 2018, I knew 100% that I'm gonna come back and do this again. And just mentally, I put it to my head that I next year I am going to win this show. So I know maybe it sounds like I always sound maybe it. So egoist to say, but I didn't see any other option. Like I'm going to win it or I'm going to win it. So I was training so specific for this show. I didn't want to waste any energy on anything else, any other local show, um, you know, dieting down, peak week, then the show. It's all a little bit stress for the body. I didn't want to waste anything of my energy. So I went straight to Olympia Amateur and I don't regret it, to be honest. Well, yeah, your outcome was perfect. (laughs) You did exactly what you put your mind to. And I think that's a lesson that a lot of our listeners can learn is that if you truly believe and you're mentally telling yourself and you are actually visually, you know, visualizing yourself in that position, it makes it so much more possible to reach a goal and you gave yourself a full year to develop into, you knew what it took to get second place. And so you knew what it was going to take to get first place. And um, just incredible exactly. that you wanted to win the whole show and you did it. That's amazing. Super inspiring. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm so, so happy. Yes, I'm really happy. And I see uh, all the improvements. I, I really have to make lots of improvements in my posing in my um, growing my shoulders uh, shrinking my legs down rounding the glutes so i think we we achieved 
there is still, um, of course, uh, room for improvement. So I'm going to continue on this road, growing shoulders, perfecting the glutes, and bringing down the legs. But I'm so happy during this year I was able to achieve the body. I really pictured in my head because I just closed my eyes and I saw myself being on the stage in the body I want to be. That's that awesome. helped me so much. I, I imagine myself, I imagine myself winning the show. I imagine myself being in a competition and taking that trophy. And it was like, before I went to bed, if I closed my eyes during cardio, if I was struggling on my heavy hip thrust, I just saw the girl holding the trophy and that was me. <laughs> So that's incredible. It's so amazing. It's, yeah, mentally, I was absolutely, absolutely good in in the mindset. Yeah. And so, what did um what did the head judge say to you um for your transition now into the pro leagues? What was some of your feedback? Clearly, I mean okay. that was a giant show. It was huge, right? What class mm-hmm. were you in, by the mm-hmm. way? Uh, I was in class C. C, okay. And it was A through yeah. H. And did your class have about 30, 35 girls? <laughs> about 30 girls, but to be honest, yeah. uh, I don't know how many girls we were competing. Actually, um, I was interviewed after winning the overall. And um, the person who interviewed me just said, you know, you beat about 400 girls. Wow. And my response, my response was that I have no idea because I didn't look nowhere to the left, to the right, nowhere. I was just so in my zone. I didn't see how many. Like, I know it was a big crowd in yeah. backstage. Like, so many girls, really. So, so many. But when we were lining up, I was just focusing on myself. I didn't want to see if anybody can be my competition. I didn't want to see if there is anybody nice. Because that can bother your mind. You just have to be totally. in your zone, focusing on yourself. Yes. And I, I had no idea, to be honest, how many people were, how many girls competed with me, but I didn't look it up. <laughs> <laughs> that was smart. Very smart. So back to the question. Sorry, I gave you a few um, anecdotal things in there. What was the judges' feedback on this show? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm <laughs> sorry. Yeah, so... Uh, I think it's always so important to ask the judges' feedback. And uh, this is also my suggestion for all the competitors to do it. So I sent an email to Joe, who the head judge was, how I could be competitive with the pro girls in the pro league. And um, I need to get a little bit more shoulders and upper body. Actually, he mentioned the arms. I didn't train arms, actually. I did like one, two exercises weekly, but uh, not very specific. So I know I'm lacking on my, my biceps, triceps, just to be more symmetric. I was actually going to ask you about that because I heard you say that you have a back day and you have two shoulder mm-hmm. days. And I was like, wait a minute, does she train biceps and triceps? She was not. <laughs> well, but that's interesting. I do- Yes, but I did like two exercises of biceps and one exercise of triceps, but just, I don't know, moving some light weights. Mm. 
I, I'm gonna train for sure because if that was the feedback, okay, they're gonna get the arms for sure. And rounding my glutes, but not going too much to stay symmetric. Um, that was the feedback. Okay. These, these two things I received. Yeah. And what is what are your plans to um, do your pro debut? Um. I'm not going to compete this year. I wish I could, but it would be just too complicated right now. And so I'm going to take a little bit of break, but I'm going to come back really soon and do my pro debut. <clears throat> I'm planning to do in end of March, beginning of April. I haven't picked the show yet exactly because I have to see the calendar of the shows, IFBB pro shows. But I will be there on the stage end of March or beginning of April for sure. Awesome. I don't want to wait long. Okay. I don't want to the competition is in my veins. I want to okay. be on stage. I love all, so I can't wait to be honest. Yeah. So, do you think that some things will change about your prep other than adding in some more bicep, tricep moves between now and March or late April? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really want to change too much because I think it was really, really good. My prep, it worked. I was ready just before the show, like one week out, I was already, um, in stage lean. So I don't want to switch up many things, but definitely adding arm days and, uh, not doing any legs, just like I haven't done in two years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to keep my cardio how it was before. What was your cardio? Uh, so before uh, in 2018, I always did heat cardio. But in 2019 now, for Olympia, I didn't do any heat cardio. It just stresses my body so much. Like sometimes I went to bed and I was always stressed by getting up and getting my heat cardio done. No more heat cardio for me. <laughs> um, I I really like steady state cardio. Even if it's longer, I walk. That's the first thing I do when I wake up. Passive cardio. I love passive cardio. Not because it's they always ask, because it's better. Uh, for fat loss or not. no it's for my schedule I love waking up uh, fresh from walking on my treadmill it wakes me up and I'm so excited about having my breakfast afterwards yeah this is how I love it and yeah. I don't kill myself on heat cardio or anything like this anymore no no no, no. <laughs> good so yeah. so then... I don't want to switch up many things yeah so I know that you're busy with your personal training clients and then you also have you're a manager at the the fashion type of um place yeah. and then you I'm assuming your your weight training is in the evening or how do how do you make all of that work with your schedule? So you're doing fasted cardio, you're eating and then kind of what does your day look like? A day in the life of Kitty. <laughs> uh, I'm um I love time scheduling, so uh, that's what I actually learned from bodybuilding and from fitness. So sometimes I work in the morning, sometimes I work in the afternoon, 
first I schedule my clients when uh, I'm not working at my job. And then I see when I have gaps to put my trainings in. I prefer training in the morning or like 11, 12-ish, my weight training. But if I have to do in the evening, it's okay. For me, like, I try to put my 100% and, and just get it done anyway. So, fuck it, Fabio, always. Because that's how I feel good for the rest of the day. But weightlifting, whenever I have time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Whenever I can fit, I, I try to schedule everything and uh, make it work. How often do you practice posing? Oh, that's the other thing I have to do more, actually. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, uh, getting closer to the show, I always practice posing once with my coach. And he was checking on me and helping in posing. But also, I try to practice at least three, four times a week closer to the show. Um, 15 minutes more or less 15 20 minutes but i think now that i became pro i have to change my posing now you can pose longer and different just put more your own personality you know in npc just right. so quick especially in olympia it's over for 10 seconds 15 mm-hmm. seconds front row back pose that's it but for the pros uh, you can really take your time i actually um have to make a new posing a routine and I promise I promise I promise I will practice <laughs> more often more often because I didn't like my videos and when I watched myself like I was still not happy I have to pose more definitely and put my personality there much more and be more sassy <laughs> yeah what would you say your personality type looks like now currently um my posing was like, I don't know, I look so nervous. And that's not how I am nervous. Like, of course, going on the stage, it's always, uh, you know, exciting and it gives you nerves. But I cannot show that to the judges. So I think with practice, um, practicing at home in front of the mirror or also without the mirror, that's very important. Mm-hmm. If you practice your posing, you know, just being more yourself, not the not the stressed little girl that posing in front of the judges and they may be seeing you or that, you know, yeah. you worry that you fall over or that you don't suck your belly or anything. So I want everything more floaty. Okay. How I am. <laughs> so yeah. what would you say are your favorite parts about bodybuilding or competition prep? My favorite? Oh, I just love it all. What I don't like, and I was just thinking about this, I really don't like the progress pictures. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I don't like taking those progress pictures because I'm so busy, as I always say. I'm so busy that just in the morning, getting up, putting up bikini, high heels, taking pictures, it's just uh, not my favorite. But you asked me the favorite one. So I would say... Um, How often? I really like my my trainings with my with my uh, coach with my trainer. Okay. I those are 
really always the favorite moment of David because I love how he pushes me and just the vibe that we both like preparing for something and it's you know like we have the goal and mm-hmm. just the like the motivation of the week sure. but also with the I I really like <clears throat> for example the teammates or the friends who are prepping for the same show now for example before Olympia uh, my friends were preparing four of my friends for the same show coming to to Olympia Mm-hmm. And just the vibe on the on the messaging each other. How are you feeling today? Oh, I have new law. Uh, show me what you do, what did you eat? Uh, how are you feeling? You know, all these vibes. Right. It's just so special. Like it's like we are in a bubble and nobody understands our our um, conversation. So it's so special that we help each other and I love that. I receive so, so much love from my teammates and from my friends who are so competing. Like they were so happy for me. And also before, like during the prep, you know, we are happy for each other and it's I think so beautiful. Absolutely. I, yeah. I yeah. you always find it's nice to be surrounded by like minded people and people that are going through the same thing and um yeah yeah I mean it's a definitely a unique sport and it produces a very unique person like you were saying it it's taught you about time management and um you know you're a career woman you're fitting in you're working out you're a professional athlete it's it's a lot to juggle so um yeah it takes a unique yeah. person um yeah as far as things that you're now that you're you have this newly crowned pro status um how does that affect, are you going to offer any like, um, coaching or posing? Um, do you primarily just train like general population, um, at your gym or do you train some bikini competitors? How will you use that pro status now that you have it? So at the gym, I don't have bikini competitor, um, clients, but, I would really like to to train bikini girls. Uh, I get so many questions about my my glutes, so I think I would be really it. It would be so amazing to teach them my way to build my build booty. Yeah, I would love to train. Yeah, because I know they ask so many. I get many many DMs. And I think personally, I could really help these girls to build better booty. I learned lots from my my coach, and I also because I I think I I connect the mind with the muscle so much that I can maybe explain to to the girls that it's how important not just lift and lift and lift and moving the weight without <clears throat> without thinking. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would like to get some bikini girls. So if anybody's out there when I grow booty, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> and, it's, you're so lucky mm-hmm. to have your coach there in Miami. I mean, most people, you know, the the deal with the online training is that there's only so many people that specialize in what we do. So you know, it's yeah. it's not very typical to be able to have the opportunity to actually face to face train with your coach. Uh, that's very yeah. rare, and it's kind of cool that you guys mm-hmm. like speak the same language and everything. So, uh, yeah, that's that's yeah. really awesome. What dra- What yeah. gym do you train out of in Miami? 
Uh, in Miami, uh, Miami Beach, we train in the Mirador Hotel, has, a, has its own gym called Mirador. So we train there once a week. Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. um, before we wrap things up, I just wanted to ask you um, a couple of things about just giving people advice. So if somebody was looking to do um, their first competition, and I know we talked about definitely watch it <laughs> on YouTube, yeah. but do you have any additional advice that you maybe wish that somebody would have talked to you about before your first competition or people that are thinking about the sport, um, maybe reasons why um, it would be a good idea to jump into a show? So for first ever competitor, I would say just enjoy the process because in enjoy the journey and enjoy the day, the show day. The show day is so beautiful to meet so many nice people and you just ready, you show your hard work, you show it to the judges and really just enjoy. It's your first time, uh, you have to enjoy it and take lots of photos. I'm always lacking on taking photos to have your memories. But also I would say that um, if you're thinking about competing for the future, ask the judges feedback after, it's so important. And practice posing, practice lots of posing uh, without mirror because you're not going to have mirror there. <laughs> and for my first competition, I I didn't practice without mirror and it was like very strange. Hmm, what else I would suggest? What you have to be prepared that the diet is going to be hard. Like um, diet, I did my first competition six week diet, but... It's not always like this. So the girls may be on 10, 12 weeks diet for the first competition. And when you are halfway and thinking, oh, my God, I have so much more left. No, you just keep motivated. You're going to do it. And uh, just don't give up. Yeah. So when you did a full year, did you focus on like a reverse diet? And did you have your calories pretty high? Were you able to get them higher than... The previous year when you did five shows? <clears throat> At the beginning, when I was trying to build, um, I didn't count my calories. Um, I didn't reverse diet. <laughs> I was so upset after Olympia 2018 that I just ate chocolate <laughs> to make myself happy. No, but um, seriously, I I overate myself. Yeah, I gained too much because of being a little bit sad. And that was, of course, Christmas time. I had my birthday, so I gained a lot. I gained like 30 pounds. How did you um, work through that um, rebound? And that was horrible rebound, yes. And I blame myself and I would never do that again. Now I'm in a process of reverse diet. That's another thing I would really recommend to all the first competitors to reverse diet after because you don't want to get, uh, you know, gain too much uh, fat and then all the fighting to to bring yourself down again. So I don't know. I I had to do lots of cardio and I ate quite low calories. Okay. To lose all that. Yeah, I wasn't very low calories. Okay. 
So as far as somebody that has already had some success and some experience on the NPC stage, like a regional show, um, but they're looking to earn pro status and do maybe a national competition or a pro qualifier, how would you say that um, maybe your advice is different for them, if any? Is there, are there additional things that they should think about when they're looking to go to the next level? Mm-hmm. So if you already competed and uh, you're looking to get your pro card, really, I think you should search on what the judges' expectations are because that's what I learned from 2018 when I went for my uh, first Olympia uh, amateur. I didn't search on too many things. I just, you know, I wanted to bring my best physique, but I wasn't looking what exactly the judges want in bikini division. So just learn about that. Learn the posing, what they see, you know, like, it's okay you see yourself in the mirror, but they're going to be sitting like lower than you down and they looking up. So just, you know, have to watch some YouTube videos that they exactly explain how you have to pose to, to, for them to see the explain, for example, what I never searched back in 2018. So just be prepared for everything, which like little details can, you know, be really important. And also that don't expect a placing because you may be really good and you've been overall in local shows, but in a quali- pro qualifier, there are going to be many girls. I mean, I never did nationals. I haven't done any national shows, but <clears throat> for sure there are even more girls. So just don't expect anything because then you're going to break if you don't get the placing. And it's, it's, it's not a nice thing. Like, mm, don't expect placing. Just do your, do your best. Search on everything. Watch lots of YouTube videos. And um, your time will come. I always say, if you don't give up and you keep fighting for your dream and uh, doing your cardio, doing your nutrition right, your trainings, uh, you're going to reach your goals, definitely. Like, you just have to go, show up, try once, try twice, third time, and you will get it. Yeah, love that. Well, I have been so blown away by your just golden nuggets that you've shared with us about your knowledge and your experience. So I so appreciate you coming on today. Um, If our listeners are looking to find you, um, can you share with them how they can reach you? Yes. Yeah, so my Instagram is Kitty Horvath underline IFBB Pro. And I will put that in the show notes. So yeah, because my <laughs> my name is like Kitty Horvath. I was just thinking like, okay, they for sure they don't understand. My, Yes, yeah. I'll put that in the um, show notes. So if they want to reach out, and that's the best way to just DM you on Instagram to contact you. Yes. Okay. Yes, I try to answer everybody on on. They want to build the booty. Instagram. 
<laughs> if they want to build a booty, I'm here. She's your girl. I try to answer everyone, and I really try to motivate. And they are motivating me so much in 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 the messages. Seriously, like all the love and all the questions I receive is just amazing. They are so motivating, and I'm just starting my journey, so it's so nice to feel loved and admired. So it's it's very nice. They can anytime message me and. I will get back as soon as I can, I promise. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kitty, and for your time. And you can find us on Instagram at Prep Life Podcast or at Glam Girl Bikini. And um, we would really appreciate it if you found value in this episode. Please share it with a friend. Tag us on in your story. Yeah. Um, share with friends that, that could also learn something from this episode. Um, if you are able to give us a five-star review or a rating, it really helps other people that are interested in this sport of this amazing sport of bodybuilding find the podcast. So we would sure appreciate that. And with that being said, this is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Enger, signing off. Thanks for listening, guys.